Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here for the Joyful Life, the Share Your Story podcast. I'm Katie, and today I am speaking with my friend Kate. She is a mother of two with one on the way, so congratulations to her. She's also um, a very active member of her church. She loves to volunteer in the church ministry. She's pa passionate about travel and photography, and we are so excited to have her on today. She is actually going to tell us about her stories of infertility and loss and how she overcame that and now is um, obviously celebrating her third baby on the way. So we are so excited to hear her story. So hello, Kate. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. What a wonderful platform you have. Thank you. For other women. I love it. It's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm so honored that you're here and I know that your story is going to provide so much hope to so many women. I know I miscarried prior to our first son, and it really rocks your world. Um, I have so many friends that have had infertility issues, and as a friend and a mom, it's a very sensitive subject, and it's hard to talk about. So I'm so thankful that you're here to share your story about it, and I can't wait to hear the whole story. Yeah, so um, the reason I wanted to share, obviously, is because I think when you share your story, it gives permission for other people to share. And um, what I found was so wonderful is when I miscarried and when I lost my mom, so many women came into my life that had walked the path before me and gave me so much hope in that time. And so um, obviously today I wanna share an intimate story about losing my mom when I was 21, but then also um, kind of like the restorative side of that story now, today where I'm at. Um, wonderful, we're excited. Yeah. Yeah, and so I can get right into it. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Um, so when I was 21, my mom and I went to London. A little quick backstory. So she grew up in London. And so we were visiting family and friends and um, spent a week in our favorite city together. On the flight home, uh, my mom got really sick. And mm -hmm. yeah, so she got sick. And thankfully, there were two doctors on the plane. Um, and so they came to her assistance. But um, 30 minutes before she land we landed, um, she had a heart attack. Oh my um, gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And so we didn't know that at the time. Um, people continued working on her, which was wonderful. But um, this part of the story I really love because I think so often we forget as strangers or family and friends, we have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so in that moment, um, when my mom had passed away, this woman, Christy Walker, um, came up and she was a flight attendant at the time, someone I didn't know at all, um, someone that I adore today, but um, pulled me aside and started praying over me. And I think as a mom, I have a new understanding of that. Because um, as a mom, your children are your greatest joy and your most treasured gift. Absolutely. And to think when my mom couldn't love me in the hardest time that I was facing in my life, a complete stranger came and grabbed me and prayed over me. Um, and so I think it's so important to remember that we can love strangers um, in a way that we will be a part of their story forever. I mean, that is so, I'm so sorry that you lost your mom and in such a horrible way as well, but what a wonderful act of kindness that that person bestowed on you because like you said, she's been with you for the rest of your life and she made all the difference in that situation for you, I'm sure. Right. And I think so often when we go through trial, we kind of feel alone in them. And um, as you kind of mature, I think you can look back on trial and see where God was present 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I so believe that God put Christy there because he knew I was going to walk through a hard day. And he said, you know, I'm going to be placing someone in your life that's going to love you unconditionally and you're not going to know them. Um, And what was amazing is we were escorted off the plane and I was in an ambulance by myself with my mom and arrived at the hospital. And of course she was whisked away um, as they worked on her. um, And I was kind of left alone in a waiting room. And um, 10 minutes later, Christy walked in. And so she canceled her flights. Um, That gets me choked up. That's so sweet. I know. Just Right. And she was a mom of two young kids at the time. And so she hadn't walked um, through an adult kind of parenting role yet. And um, so she kind of showed up and sat with me as like, I, you know, the doctor came in and was like, your mom's not going to, you know, be alive anymore. And so um, that, and she waited um, until my dad and my brother could be with me. Um, We were flying internationally. So flying through Detroit, Michigan, and my dad was on a sales trip in Dallas. So it was pretty much my brother was in Green Bay. So we kind of, she waited until um, I could be joined by my family and what a gift she was. Um, Yeah. And I'm always reminded there's a Maya Angelou quote that I have hanging in our house Um, Because it reminds me of her, but it's, you know, people won't remember what you say or do, but they'll always remember the way you made them feel. Amen. Now, do you still stay in contact with her? So I was in Arkansas um, and I had this calling that I needed to reconnect with her because it had been years and years and I found her on Facebook. So social media has its perks. It sure does. (laughs) About maybe five years ago, I found her and reconnected. And so it's been a joy kind of sharing my after with her because she now gets to see me be a mom and, you know, share Christmas cards and touch base here and there and pray for each other. So it's that is awesome. That is really, really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And so obviously losing my mom um, was something that kind of changed me and softened my heart. But then um, I met my husband and we had our first little girl, Genevieve. Who's and the cutest. <laughs> she comes with a wild personality though. So don't be so cute. <laughs> oh, but she is precious. And um, so I've often heard people had infertility after their first, cause we didn't have problems getting pregnant with Genevieve. And so once we decided we wanted to have another, um, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. And um, started that infertility journey that I kind of was unfamiliar with. Um, and so a series of medicines and intervention. Um, two years later, we got pregnant with a little girl. And um, at that doctor's office, after we had found out we were having a little girl, um, the doctor was wonderful. She kind of came in and she couldn't find a heartbeat, but I think doctors kind of know how to handle things to kind of keep people calm. And she said, it's common. Babies move in weird directions. Sometimes it's hard. So let's go into the ultrasound room. And so at that time, I wasn't concerned um, at all. And unfortunately, they never found a heartbeat. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And so- How far along were you? um, I was 14 weeks. And so it was far enough along that I did have to have emergency DNC. And um, so there was like some medical intervention that had to happen. But um, I think the hardest part was processing 
-hmm. all of those kind of emotions of loss again. Um, but I think the most challenging part in that time for me was just wanting to give up. Um, I think infertility takes such an emotional and physical toll on your body mm -hmm. that sometimes I think pushing forward um, is difficult. Absolutely. And how old was Genevieve at the time? She was four, because they're five years apart. She's, she's in an age where she's very busy and she needs a lot of attention. And here you are grieving and processing. And what was that like? Um, it was hard having a four-year-old understand. Um, I think we had just lost our golden retriever. So I kind of tried to correlate it to that a little bit for her. Yeah. Um, but I think being grateful for a healthy child in that moment kind of pushed me through um, leaning on God. I think um, when we found out the news, I don't know about anyone else, but um, sometimes when I get heavy news or something, a good shower and a good cry. Um, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Um, so I remember that song that's like good, good father came on and I repeatedly was telling myself the lyrics to hear that truth. Yeah. So often when we're going through a trial, we kind of feel alone and wonder where God is in that. And for me, I needed to hear that he was good and he wanted good for me. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think I went through a stage where I was like, why me? You know, I'm facing this without a mom. Now I'm facing this kind of feeling alone mm -hmm. um, in this journey. So having two large losses in your life. Did you ever lose faith in God? Did you ever, like you said, you questioned it, but did you ever, what made you stay grounded and carry through um, versus kind of just giving up? I think community um, for me was an answer. So in Arkansas, we had a community group as a part of our church, mm -hmm. which was made up of about four other couples. Um, and they were holding me accountable and praying over me and um, doing simple tasks like taking care of Genevieve on a hard day or bringing us dinner, um, things like that, or just sending flowers, offering, you know, words of encouragement or just sitting in silence, um, which is such a gift to have deep friendship. And I think I'm working on building that here now that we've moved to North Carolina, but, um, I mean, what a gift all of those couples were for my husband and I during a really tough season. Absolutely. And they were in your life at the exact time you needed them most, it seems. Right. And I think I always attribute all of those things to a God, you know, and I think, you know, God placed these people in my life once again to make sure that I was cared for and loved for in a tough season. Yes, absolutely. I totally believe that as well. I think he has a plan for everything and Sometimes we don't see what that plan is or understand it, but it always, always ends up coming full circle and we end up understanding it at some point, um, you know, and if you don't find out ever knowing, then you still trust that he has your best interest in heart and um, we just, we just believe and push through. So then you had a second, you had Matthew. So how long after and was Matthew a surprise? Did you plan? There we go. So not long after that 
actually. Um, so I got pregnant with Matthew. They had us give a certain amount of time um, where I had to wait just to let my body heal. Um, and my doctor just was really encouraging. She was like, you're healthy. Keep trying. I know you're weary, but push through. And I promise she's like, you know, we can do this. And so I was like, okay, you've got one more round in <laughs> Because my OBGYN was fabulous. She was like very humor, you know, she had great humor and was lighthearted. And so I told her, I was like, I got one more round and then, <laughs> and then I'm done. <laughs> I love you, but I don't need to see you every week. Um, and so one last round. And I think I just was willing to kind of accept whatever that result was. And Matthew was the result. And so um, just so much joy um, from that um, sadness to just so much joy. And I think I didn't connect with that pregnancy for a while, um, just in, for fear of loss, but, um, I know God knew, um, that he had good things for me still. And so, and then he surprised me with this random third, which, which is so exciting. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, very good. And the funny thing is, you know, they always tell you, my doctor kind of told me you will not be able to naturally get pregnant without intervention. Well, you know, so don't let it happen. <laughs> now, are you going to find out if you're having a boy or a girl? You do not need to spill the beans right now, but are you going to find out? Girl. So, yeah, so sister, which is fun. That is awesome. Genevieve and Matthew must be over the moon. Yes, they are pumped up. So, <laughs> That is so awesome. I'm so glad you shared that story. Um, I too, when I miscarried, I had to have an emergency DNC. And um, I remember being so excited that first pregnancy. And I was excited the second time. But those first 12 weeks, anything that happened, I was terrified. And then at one point, I think we were in the 30s, sometime in the 30s week. And um, they thought Camden had hydrocephalus. So we had to go to a specialist. And I had passed blood clots throughout the pregnancy and it was just, it is hard to thrive in that situation because you're so anxious and you're so worried. Um, so as friends and as women, how can we help kind of be there for our friends suffering with infertility right now? Because it, is it something we can freely ask about? Do we say when you're ready to talk about it, let's talk about it. Or I'm just, I'm just here for you. And like you said, sit in peace with them. What do you recommend? So my recommendation always would be, I think, sharing your story so they feel comfortable okay. um, knowing that you've walked that road. But I also think it's so important just to love them well. And sometimes if they're like me, I don't really take help very easily. And sometimes it just needs to be send us, you know, a flowers or if you know that they're going in for an IVF treatment or something, it's just a simple note to stick in the mail. That's a great idea. Things um, make a huge impact or even just a text. I think just knowing you're being thought of um, in a very lonely time when you're struggling, I think goes so far. Yes, that's wonderful advice. My last question for you is, having been through this and experiencing high highs and low lows, is there anything at the time that you wish you knew um, that you maybe wanna tell someone that's going through this right now? I think when I lost my mom, um, I struggled with, I couldn't fix it. It was something that you can't fix. And I think for me, knowing now there's going to be joy after a lot of pain. And I think your perspective changes. Um, while 
you're changed based on a struggle you faced. I think you're changed in a way that you appreciate that love and that time you did have with them. And then um, what I've done is on her anniversaries, instead of um, going through albums and kind of having a situation where I just sit and I miss her so much, I've changed it to have my children get to know my mom in a different way. That's awesome. What a great idea. Yeah. And so what we do is we give back. So my mom was big into volunteering and kind of loving people, strangers really well. Mm -hmm. And so this year, COVID kind of got in the way, but um, we ended up giving gift cards to a bunch of frontline doctors and nurses. And it was just a simple, you were thought of, you were valued, and we appreciate all your time. Here's a little coffee on us. That is amazing. Yeah. And I think it's so important to try and find the joy. And there was a quote that I love. It's like, when all that is left of me is love, give me away as best you can. Yeah. And I think for me, that's been so important just to, that my mom's not here, but the love that she had for the people like myself and, you know, my children, she didn't meet, but to give the love that she still has here away. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, thank, hold, hold on. Did I lose you? I keep doing this pop up. Now I can see you. (laughs) Well, Kate, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I said in the beginning, it's not easy always to share, but it really does make the difference to someone who needs to hear it. And I know that this is going to touch the lives of so many women. Um, It's incredible how many women experience this and go through this and so many feel alone. So thank you so much. I'm so thankful to God that you are willing to share your story with us and how brave you are for sharing your story with us. So it's an opportunity. My pleasure. For anyone who wants to follow your journey to your third child, how is the best way to follow you? Sure. So um, I'm not a super popular Instagrammer, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So it's Kate B. Spencer is probably my, I guess you'd say handle. See, I'm not very tech savvy, but hey, yeah. that's, that's right. You know, you never know. Someone might have a question for you and you'll get a new inbox. Yeah. And I'd love to help anyone that needs it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kate, for being here. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye.